You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Well, Miss Rusty, what's up, everyone? It is Wednesday, as I figured out just a few minutes ago. Thank you for being here on the Public Access Podcast, the podcast now out of Pennsylvania. It is now the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for being here. If you're listening on the Anywhere app, whichever you can find, uh, or if you find the Anywhere app, it's close to the Any key. Um, you can find me there. And if you're listening and you're wondering what I look like or what the guest looks like, you can go into YouTube, check it there. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you go, ah, shit, I hate looking at this guy's face, but I really like his content. Uh, you can go to anywhere you listen to podcasts, even your obscure one there, Mr. Hipster. So thank you everyone for being here and it's time for me to bring on my special guest and i have my special guest right here right now and my special guest right here right now is camille virginia back again what is happening hey rusty hey camille um so i i was like i, I we were talking about earlier it was uh a podcast that got lost due to being too cool too hot for youtube or something i don't know what happened there was a a number of episodes that i lost but they all seem to be around the same era and for some reason i still have the video versions of all this i probably have the video versions of most of them but they're not labeled very well they're just uh i'd have to figure out the date and then go by the data um i could have made things easier a long time ago but i just chose not to and now there's no going back well, maybe the, the properties on the file will tell you the date that it was made. So that might save you that. I think that's what's going to yeah gonna be. If I have that, at least I'll be able to figure it out. Because I usually write the date uh, on the podcast that it's recorded. So I have that in there in case something like this happens. Some sort of catastrophic event of losing an episode to the YouTube gods, I guess. But um yeah, so if you guys want to find the last episode, it's probably literally going to be right under this for anywhere you listen to podcasts or if you're watching, right under it on YouTube. So it's easy to find. So like, that's that's that all good. So you got 
you got uh, the beginnings of up to a little over uh, a little over a year ago of what's happening with Camille and um, I mean because what was happening last time you, you're you're you were going on uh, your worldwide book signing tour. Um, something like that yes virtually <laughs> um i think that was that was a few years ago rusty um yeah like the end of 2022 was it oh i yeah. thought it was longer okay I, um yeah so i yes book book is out actually two books because i i released a second edition for all audiences um but yeah so i guess an introduction i'm Camille Virginia, and I'm an offline dating coach. So um, if you are sick of the apps and you want to get your social skills back, which everyone is losing, I'm your girl. And uh, yeah, I, and we can go anywhere from there, Rusty. What are you thinking? We could talk yeah, about well, We've known you, you and I have known each other for a long time. So we have a lot right. to talk about. I mean, yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know. I, I was oh, thinking God, about are you this. Say it? <laughs> yeah, like at least like six or seven years when we were about twenty-two or something. Right, um, at least six or seven. <laughs> somewhere right about there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. It's it, uh, you know it's been yeah a long time and uh, like since yeah, since we were a little kids, since we were four four years old, and now we're older than four years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a bit it's been a bit and um yeah i mean it's it's some wild stuff there's not a lot of people that i still keep in contact with so um yeah it's good that that you're one of those um i i, I uh, yeah i went and I, I saw my uh one of my friends out in massachusetts my uh, you remember you remember a guy russ my, Russ, uh, like uh, Wigan, red hair, red hair, red hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I w- went and saw him. I hadn't seen him for probably 10, 15 years. And um, he was living about an hour from me. So I was just like, I think he lives out here. I'll, I'll call him up and drove out over there and, uh, and saw him, which was kind of cool. Um, but wow. yeah, there's probably like, yeah, four or five people that, from Westland that I keep in touch with. Mm-hmm. That might be, yeah, probably someone there. But you're one of them. You're one of the five. But um, hey. yeah, on, on my hand, on my left hand, I can count them. But um, <laughs> yeah, so, but then you were out. Okay, well, hold on. So back to the, the you said you had like uh, the the virtual virtual book visits so like what was i mean what's that look like how does that work is that like i don't know like uh because i was it during covid and people like everyone has to tune in or something or was it like kind of yeah it was more um so the reason that people do book tours i've learned is be is to well maybe not everyone but a main motivation to do the independent book tours all around the country is to be able to get the um 
those independent bookstores counted for ratings and sales, which then goes and in, feeds into the New York Times bestselling list because the New York Times, it's an it's a whole algorithm how they decide what a bestseller is. And you can't just do it on Amazon because they are not a fan of Amazon. They are more, you know, traditional. So you have to have a number of book sales throughout these independent bookstores. So that's why people do book tours. So um, that wasn't my goal. I was like, hey, if I go viral, I'll take it, um, you know, and hit hit the list. But um, that did not happen. And I did not have the resources because a lot of New York, most New York Times bestsellers are years in the making and millions of dollars in the making. So, um, yeah, I just did like I did a local a talk that your sister actually came to and her husband um, at um, Andy Bloom's bookstore in Portland. And I did I launched to my email list. And so I just it was pre-COVID when my first book came out. It was uh, fall 2019. But it still just made the most sense for what I wanted to do, which was just reach a lot of people around the world. So I did it just kind of virtually. Yeah. And I mean, so, I mean, that's kind of with anything like it's a good lesson to learn at some point that uh, you see numbers on stuff like 98, 99% that's being generous is kind of bullshit anyway, uh, for some reason or any poll, like, I mean, those things, you know, yeah, everything's kind of always skewed to fit uh, something. So like, yeah, like people who say, I mean, I don't know how many times I've I've seen, uh, you know, Amazon bestseller. And it's like, well, why? But like, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do? And I'm like, hmm. Because it only there's certain criteria, like you only have to have it for like a few hours, like this little tiny window of time. And people just go and spam the shit out of it and buy a bunch of books, probably return them afterwards, but just go and uh, buy a whole bunch right then, tell everybody. And so it's like, it's it's more about the quality. It's not about, I mean, it's yeah. great to put a little seal on there that says best seal seller. And who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to have that? But it's sort of like the, the verified thing on, on, you know, social media, like what, the, what's oh, yeah. it really matter? Who it doesn't, that doesn't mean the, anything anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's um, it just sort of becomes, I feel money that could be spent elsewhere, but I don't yeah. know. Cause and I feel there's time yeah, and everything. There's a great yeah. quote by Jon Snow from game of Thrones. who says when enough people start making false promises, words stop meaning anything. That's a good point. That's a, a good, uh, right yeah. And I mean, it's, I don't know. And then getting, getting your work out um, and getting your book out. Cause I mean, you you had a publisher, which was cool. You didn't, you didn't have to, uh, I guess, cause yeah, we, we talked about it in the other one um, that you won the contest and were able to get the publishing uh, and have a publisher, which is a big help. Um, yes. And I mean, so, like, but then do you have, like, there's physical copies that are out that are at, like, you can go and get yes. at bookstores. Um, do you, do you have any at your, 
your place? Do you keep like a small amount to like for when you go out and you're like, hey, uh, I need to give you one of these or someone's like, hey, can I buy one of those? Like, well, actually, here you go. I have some and then pull out the pen and, you know, I, I don't. Old, uh, uh, yeah, I do have a couple copies left and I think the paperback is running low. So I, I probably need to order more for those for Amazon. But um, I actually like people to buy it on the platforms because then they can leave me a review. That's a good point. And yeah, I mean, those yeah. reviews like with Amazon is one of those things like you have people that will send you stuff for a review. They'll like send you, uh, I've gotten free stuff to leave a review for it. Um, mm. which is cool, I guess. Uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like, you gotta, there's a lot of games to play. It's a weird, weird way to do things, but if you know how to do it, it's great. And, um, so then, are you getting, like, I don't know. So I've talked about this with, I think, some of the other um, uh, dating coaches and, you know, life coaches of sorts. Like, um, have you gotten people that are like, that you've had to turn away uh, because they, for some reason, probably shouldn't be working with you? Um, Something like, Someone that comes off as odd or uh, I guess, because I don't know, because I, I assume that there's sometimes where it's like, or you know somebody else that you can refer them to, or is that like a thing with you? Do you refer off people like, do you, are, do you hang with other people in your, uh, in your industry? <laughs> industry? Yeah. Um, I do know lots of other people in my industry. And I am, I've had people refer to me. I've referred a couple of people out, especially like if it's a guy who wants support. I have coached men before, but if they're looking for a guy, you know, because they feel more comfortable, I have um, male friends in the industry who I highly recommend to them. So, um, yeah, because there's a lot of dating coaches who are just kind of general dating coaches. And it's like, you know, I can do the general dating. My zone of genius is offline dating. So I am the go-to for anything offline dating. So I've had people come to me, be referred to me for that. Um, but if someone is, needs online dating help, I've referred people out to an online dating coach friend. Um, I had a woman who had some sexual trauma. So I, I, I don't help with that. I, she needed to, to, get support with that before I could even help her with dating. So I referred her out uh, to someone that I know, but for the most part, people are pretty clear on what I do and something in my materials in my blog in my free resources has spoken to them and they, they know that they want to work with me. And for the most part, I want to work with everyone who comes to me. I've only had a couple of experiences where it's like, I don't want to like, do you even want to be here? Why are you here? <laughs> right. And you're like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we can do this, but yeah, it's not, not going to no, benefit you what, what no. I normally would uh, be able to offer someone. And, you know, it's, 
they just don't have a good attitude or or they they take out their problems on me as if I've had the easiest life and everything has been fucking unicorns and rainbows for me to get where I am, which not the case. And I'm very open about that as well. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to be a sounding board for your anger. Go hire a therapist. But if you want help and you're willing to work with me and not just try to like lowball me or cancel at the last minute repeatedly and you respect me, that absolutely we can work together. Yeah, I've come across some of those too. The the, the low balls and the uh, like, it's, it's not like, I'll, I can work with you a little bit, but like, what, what are you really trying to do here? And um, yeah, are people that don't show, I, I it's like, I don't know, because I have that on here too. And, um, and sometimes just like, it depends, I guess, what the follow-up is after that. Uh, the follow-up I get from them, it usually depends on that, how that goes. Cause like, I think it, I yeah. allow one cancellation. That's fine. But absolutely. You're right, Rusty. It's how you handle it. That is so much more important to me. I'm willing to be flexible if something happens, but if you come in with entitlement and just cancel at the last minute, and t- and demand another no yeah no. those are the worst clients anyway <laughs> right and yeah i'm like i'm not going to miss that that guy right there like no 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 i'm all right you know you think about it too afterwards it's like gosh it would have been nice to have you know that that spot filled but then it's like not with that not person not with that person and then yeah maybe they you know they'll uh come back later and Maybe it change your attitude or maybe, maybe they won't. And maybe who knows, but, um, you know, it, the, the world's a, an interesting place. Yeah. And yeah. So you're, you're getting out though. Now you, you found, a, I, I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good idea of, of what you're doing and how you're doing that. Um, and yeah, you got, places to be places to stay and uh i mean yeah it seems pretty worth it and yeah. so so you were in in the uk last summer right Something yes yeah and that... just for context so i'm i've been like house sitting around i put all my stuff in storage and i've been traveling around doing house sits um which has been amazing and so, yeah, I'm outside of Portland right now. And I would, yeah, to your point, Rusty, I was in the UK all summer which for three months in France, which was just awesome. <laughs> your stuff's in storage right now? Yes. Yeah. All my stuff, all my furniture, cookware, everything. Oh, and so do you, I mean, do you have any reason to like, get it out and get a place or does that seem like something that's like, I don't want to do that. Like this is, this is way. That's not, it's not right now. No, the, it's a hard no. Um, I just want to keep traveling and have this freedom and I can work from anywhere. And I met the most amazing people in the UK. I don't know if I told you this, but I, I just had this amazing experience in this little village in Hampshire. And I made friends with the family that I was house sitting for, I made friends in the village. And then I actually went back in December 
for two weeks because one of them invited me to their Christmas party. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. So yeah, I'll fly, um, fly to the UK for a Christmas party. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I, I made a two week trip out of it. And, um, you know, it, it just, I had the best time. I spent time between this little Jane Austen village in Hampshire and London at Christmas time. I mean, it was just a magical trip. <laughs> and so then, uh, so all you have to do is pay for the transportation there and then, and then everything is taken care of then after that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I buy my own food too, but otherwise. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So you're paying for food, but then, so is it, it's like a flat, like that's what, there's not like extra pay on it as well. It's just like you stay here, you get the, you get to, that's the payment. That's a great fucking payment to not have to pay for rent when you think about it. Like how much, yeah, you're uh, saving on that part. And, um, and so, that's why I'm really picky yeah. about what I choose. Cause I, I, you know, you can look at some of the houses, people don't even put away their laundry before putting their pictures up there. I'm like, hard no, like, yeah, this is representing you, you know, I mean, it, you can compare it to dating apps, I guess. If someone's going to put a picture of them when they haven't even showered or anything, it's like, wow, that's how much effort you want to put into this. No. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I apply only to houses that are, are clean and bright and, you know, one dog or two cats max. Um, I'm not, you know, a free freaking farmhand. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you get, I mean, people with usually one dog or a couple of cats, usually pretty, you know, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of all over the place, I guess, with where it's you could over. be. It's fascinating to see people's houses on the on here. Like some people, <clears throat> you're like, oh, no, I don't want to spend two weeks in this house. No. <laughs> right. So it, it's sort of like the, you know, you could always say that, I guess, make it like. Uh, yeah, like a Zillow. Like, uh, hold on, hold on to all the pictures and stuff. And then when they want to move, be like, hey, this is, uh, this is their place. This is what it's like. Probably, yeah, probably wouldn't be. But the... They they have reviews and stuff just like Airbnb. So they'd only be able to get that away with that once. If it looked completely different when the person showed up, that would be reflected in the review. Okay. And um, so, I mean there's enough people i guess there's enough people in the world who just aren't there just like i mean are you doing the same thing with your place or did you stop your lease uh or do you have i guess you don't have anything i don't have anything no my stuff's in storage so i'm yeah i have no pets i put my stuff in storage um so yeah i don't I'm living a simple life. I'm able to focus on my work, which is wonderful, and travel and have fun with that. Um, finally joined a gym because I'm finally in the same place for a few months because this is a longer house sit, so I can get back in shape. <laughs> how's that going? How, how's the gym life? It's great. It's it's really nice. I was when I lived in when I was in corporate America and I lived in Chicago. I lit. I was a block and a half from a gym. So I was very fit and I'm, you know, this about me, Rusty, I'm an all or nothing OCD black and white kind of thinker. And so if I can't get into a routine and and go regularly 
to the gym, I just won't go at all because it's just not worth it. It's like, I won't half-ass anything, <laughs> including the gym. So now that I'm a three-minute drive away from it, it's open 24 hours. I've gotten into the routine. I'm doing the meal planning and the tracking and the steps and things like that. So I've I've really enjoyed it. So what time of the day do you go? I go in the morning because I like to just get it done with. And then I can have the rest of the day to have calls and work on stuff without having to psych myself up to go to the gym. It's just done. Not like at 3 a.m. Or are you waking up at 3 a.m.? Oh, hell no. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, the gym, it's. Yeah, it's it's difficult to get going, um, especially if it's been a bit or they're not yeah super close or there's always something like a reason not to go to the gym but exactly but when you you just make it it a habit you just you just go you don't really think about it I have my routine now so I can just kind of plug in get it done because if I have to think about something every single day it's exhausting and I won't do it but if I can create a habit know exactly what I need to do when I show up knock it out and go home, I will do it. So then how does that part then relate to your business? Uh, Is that something that I feel is sort of in there in the, it could be very helpful um, when you're, yeah, kind of doing anything with that. Um, is that, is that, is there a good overlap there? Does that help you out, uh, having that kind of the, the mindset of the habit with my business? Is that your question? Yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, it's interesting. That's kind of like, if we talk masculine, feminine energy, that's like a masculine approach, which is like, you know, doing things and making them happen and visual and all that, that stuff. And so I do that in the business side of my business because I do, you know, like I update my website, I write my blogs, I post them, um, I create content, I all these things that I have to just do and get done and get off my plate. That's masculine. But in the feminine, when I'm coaching someone, I'm very, I'm the opposite almost. I'm just very open. I'm listening. I'm feeling. I'm empathizing. So it's a really nice balance. I don't have to be all in one or the other because I think a lot of people kind of settle down in, in one end of the spectrum. And it if you like there's dating coaches out there who are like, be the divine goddess. You are you are just, you know, the wisdom of the elder. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, like that sounds great. What the fuck does that mean? And how are people supposed to like do anything with that and actually believe that? Because actually believing that is hard work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to truly believe you are div- a divine goddess, you know, because right. we're, we're biased to the negative like that. If you're telling someone who needs to hear that, they're probably down here. And what you're telling them they need to be is up here. If you don't give them the tools to bridge that gap, that's irresponsible of you. So. Yeah. That's I'm one good side. enough. I'm smart enough, and I'm a divine uh, goddess. Yeah, uh, like that'll you know. get you maybe from here to here, but it's not going to get you to genuinely feeling that way. Um, so that's one side, and the other side is like, go, 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 do it. Making a million dollars is easy, bro. Crypto, like you know, there's like those 
that's the other end of the spectrum. And that's not the answer either, because I've hung out in both ends of the spectrum. So, And crypto goes. Um, yeah, yeah, the old crypto. Um, that's a different story. That's That was weird. That was a weird, weird time. Um, I, I ended <laughs> yeah. up cryptoing for a bit. I, I cryptoed bro. And uh, it went well. But yeah then yeah then it was over and i was like okay now what um like <laughs> good i got rid of this thing um but yeah i mean it's do you like if you're kind of all in like which i mean not kind of but you are like where's your stop point for the day or is there a stop point or is there like is it always going is there you know you got your phone you got oh here's here's an idea oh here's a booking or are you like seven o'clock p.m it goes off put it away eight o'clock in the morning get it uh don't look at it and then nine o'clock a.m less work anything like that um, no, I'm pretty bad about boundaries because my work is my life. My my life is my work. And that won't be that way forever, but that's just where I am right now. And so um if I'm on a roll, like I was working until like 10 o'clock at night the other night just because I didn't want to stop this momentum. I was I wanted to get this project done so that the next day I could work on other things. And then other times it'll be 3 30 in the afternoon. And I'm like, I'm just I'm mentally done. I'm done. Like this other project I wanted to do by end of day is not going to get done. Move to tomorrow. So I, yeah, yeah, I build out my to do's and I try to be realistic about what I can accomplish every single day. Sometimes you get into a project and it ends up taking a couple of days or longer. Um, But I, then I'll just kind of move things around and push them out. So I have, I know the order of things that I need to get done. How long they take can be subjective. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's a fun one too. And it's when you get going on something and it's like, well, I guess I'm not going to sleep tonight. Uh, and sometimes it's worth it. And I think yeah. building that habit is like, if you do it for like weeks in a row, it's like, are you really working on something that needs to be done at four in the morning? But if it's once in a while and you're on a roll, do it. Yeah. Sometimes you, you need to. And it's, uh, it's important. It's important to do those. It's like, yeah, sometimes like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to be working until then. Uh, it's there. So let's, let's do it. I'll probably lose it if I don't. So um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy what the brain does and what, what the, you know, what it doesn't uh, and how it reacts with I don't know with anything like uh I saw a thing that when like if if you have like a, a I don't know because like now I, I got into like the other's brain stuff uh hmm. well I mean yeah I don't know because I see like uh like people saying I don't know I I had this guest on the other day who was like 
because like i don't know because like now there's the terms like they you know autism but like neuro typical neurodivergence mm-hmm. all that stuff um but it was interesting to like hear about that and hear kind of what was what was what you know um and then one of the things that i heard then too was that uh if your brain's kind of that way and that uh like opiates make your brain like just fire and go um which was a, a weird thing and gives you like a lot of energy which is like the opposite of what it does for other people like the same thing with uh you know that's like with Adderall and stuff and all that how it makes a person um you know some people just normal or whatever kind of a thing but um I don't know. It's it's interesting why people do things the way they do and how our, our brains are best to work. Um, I mean, yeah, I got yeah, I got told a lot of times like I'm doing this wrong and like, you know, now it's nice being forty. Uh, I mean, uh, forty one, but uh, however old, <laughs> but like you know, learning some of this stuff now, like oh, okay, here's a better way to do things. Like what you were doing wasn't. There's other people that were doing that, uh, which was totally kind of cool. And like, because, yeah, like when it, you know, back in the day, it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You and Sorry. I, just for context for the listeners, you and I were both different from the a- average person, if we can say that. Right. Um, yeah. And I am actually neurodivergent. I am obsessive compulsive. I got an official diagnosis. So, okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, so what, okay. So side note on it. So what happened? What, what, how did that go? Like, did you, were you talking with someone or did you say like, Hey, I'm seeing a lot of, I've always, yeah, I've always known. So just because you don't have a diagnosis doesn't mean that you aren't the thing. And I've always known, I mean, I, I don't have like a hyper cleansing of my hands, but you know, me, like we lived three houses away from each other for many, many years in our formative years. I'm very, very, very organized. And that actually not only shows up, you know, physically with things, it's repeated thoughts. And I've learned that through therapy. So I asked my therapist for an official, can you officially diagnose me? She's like, I already have. <laughs> like, okay. okay. So there we go. But it's, you know, it explains a lot Oh, it just makes sense. And the more I read about OCD, the the more I see how it translates to be also being highly sensitive. Because obviously, when you're highly sensitive, you try you're overwhelmed a lot, just emotionally and physically. I'm very sensitive to temperatures, to light, to noises, and emotionally, my spectrum's like this, as opposed to most people's is probably like this, which makes me very good at what I do. But when I'm going through a breakup, it also is more painful than anyone can imagine. So um, just just knowing that about myself has been super, super helpful. So I can play to my strengths. I know what I'm going through is I, I feel valid in my feelings, but I also know that I'm not going to feel that way forever. So I can work with it, you know? So it's been really helpful to learn about that. And, and you were different in a, in a different way. I mean, how would you describe 
how your difference from the average our average peers were i mean i was uh like for example uh like one of the things was like with you know math it's a stupid thing uh i would be i would get in trouble a lot with that for getting the answer a different way and uh not showing my work that was something uh that was tough and i was just like i don't know there's just how i do it i do a lot of things my way i hold my pencil a certain way i hold my pencil like this i don't know if people can see that like whatever that is Oh, interesting. Claw, claw grip Here's... thing that is. Yeah, like, I'm this. I'm claw grip too in a different way. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like it is what it is. And like, um, and memory uh, has like short term memory has always been pretty poor. And like, uh, if I like something, I like it and I go into it. I go into it pretty, pretty hard. And um, yeah, like, and with like the high highs, low lows in the, uh, and they're definitely those, but I mean, you can't have the high highs without the low lows and True. you can't, yeah. can't like work hard, like all the time. And then not have the time where it's like, I can't do a fucking thing. I'm just going to sit here, uh, put a heat yeah. pad on and fucking chill out. And it has know. to be in balance. Yeah. And that's where it's like knowing when you actually do need to just take a day and sit on the heating pad and do nothing versus, oh, that sounds really nice because I'm kind of avoiding this other thing that I know that I have to do. So it's right. nuanced. And I had to learn that because. I would be so extreme where I didn't want to be the person sitting on the heating pad because I was worried I'm going to do this forever. So I would never do it. But sometimes you, you have to do it and trust yourself that it's okay. You'll go back to work the next day, but you need a day of rest. Yeah. And getting to that day of rest, like it's something I probably didn't get to until just recently. Like, cause I'd be like, I have to be doing something. I, you know, have to go, go, go. And then, and my therapist like, why? Why do you have to? Like, no, you don't. You're like, because well, I, I do. I, that's I, my I identity. Have, <laughs> yeah, I have fucking go, go, go. That's that's my my thing. And like, no, you don't. You don't need to. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll believe you. I'll believe then I'll I have to be alone with my thoughts and and right. what's gonna come up. <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, going to bed with uh, you know TV or something on. Uh, yeah doing that one or um waiting until the last minute to do anything uh yep. like yeah back to school like any assignment was like oh you have a week why when are you going to start uh, not now i'm good I'll, I'll wait and then yeah i'm up till whatever finishing it up on the bus in the morning on the way to school and what you gonna do um yeah like yeah and another thing too like so uh at the gym in connecticut there was this girl at the front desk probably like i don't know she's a high school or something but she would always have on headphones like 
big old headphones, like cat ear headphones, like um, at the front desk. And I'm like, great reception. <laughs> yeah. But like, if I, I had so many jobs where it's like, you, I couldn't, but if I would have had that going on, I feel like I would have done a lot better at some of those jobs because like when I'm out, uh, you know, if I go like wherever I go walking, if I go walking at the grocery store or the, uh, at the mall or whatever, I, I do like to have on, you know, some headphones of some sort. Yeah. Uh, but it's usually, yeah, I mean, I'm not wearing, I don't want big ones. I don't, you know, cause then don't I don't talk yeah. to me headphones. Right. Those. Yeah. The, I, I don't want that. I want like, if people want to come up to me and then they're like, why aren't you listening? I'm like, Oh wait, hold on. Let me, let me pull this out. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but I don't know. I was like, yeah, I think that could have been a nice thing to have, have those headphones uh, or, you know, some sort of something, you know, have some music playing. Um, did you, you worked some customer service though, at some point you did uh or did you really ever have a customer service job? Not really. I did like little, I did volunteering and things like that, where I would just, whoever walked up, that's who you, you know, help, but not really professionally. Um, but I, I was thinking the same thing. Like when I lived in Chicago for 10 years, I would, I didn't have a car. I rode public transportation and I have misophonia, which is part of like, you know, literally means hatred of sound. I can't hear someone chewing gum. If they're talking too loudly, it it, it literally causes physical pain in me if I hear too loud of a noise. Um, and I would not have been able to survive earlier, like my mom's generation, going on public transportation, being at the whim of everyone who wanted to do whatever they wanted and they didn't have headphones. Like, granted, they didn't have phones either, but, right. you know. But yeah, but then there's people that like you or I would both be on the the public transportation and take our headphones off and be like, oh hey, how you doing? Because like, yes, there there's our people. Um, not everyone's our people, and like not everyone uh, like sometimes it's just like I'm I'm just in my zone. But like yeah, if you want to talk to someone, you can take the headphones off pretty easily and just yeah, uh, you know. Uh, Oh yeah, I've 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 gotten dates on public transportation, so you know it can happen. And sometimes you just leave like? one headphone out. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm I'm curious on this. I I have uh, I've I've gotten dates on the public transportation. Yes, you have. <laughs> but uh, I haven't I haven't had a date on public transportation. I mean, I've gone on public transportation during the date, but. Uh, was it specifically ride public transportation was the date? No, no, no. I met the guy on public transportation. So I got a date on public. Oh. And so did you. You met an ex on a bus, didn't you? A couple. A couple. Oh. Right at the same time. Uh, not like at the same time, same time, but like same, same time season. period. This, this was, yeah, this was like, I think... Uh, I, I would say consecutive relationships uh, on the bus. The bus driver's like, oh, here comes Rusty. Yeah, He's on the like, 
Yeah, he's on the prowler. He's gonna sit. Like, hey, what's up? I'm on the bus. And Rusty walks on the bus. Uh huh. Uh-huh. How you doing? Yeah. So where were you? What were you uh, doing to uh, get that going? To the the date. So yeah. the one that comes to mind, I was I had taught a workshop, dating workshop, and I was coming home um on the L train in Chicago. And, and it was, I don't know, it was like 9 30 or 10 o'clock on a weeknight. So it wasn't super crowded. And I had my headphones in and there were a lot of empty seats. And I saw this guy get on and he, I saw him just kind of glance at me. I was like, oh, game on. So I took out my headphones and I put my arm over the seat next to me just to be very open, like literally open body language. And I just sat there, um, which for anyone who's under 35, they're like, oh my God, you just sat there and didn't look at your phone. How did you survive? Like, cause you know, millions of years of people would just sit there without a phone and never died from it. But um, I just did that. And then sure enough, he's like, he sits down a few seats over and says, hey, I like your jacket. I was like, oh, thank you. I got it in Turkey. And then I just started talking. And then what was hilarious, though, is um, he, I gave signals that my ride was coming up because we started chatting. And then as my stop was, or sorry, my stop was coming up. When my stop finally came and I'm literally like by the door because we were having a good conversation, he's like, oh, um, here's my email. And he like shouts his email to me because <laughs> I'm getting off the train. And luckily I had a good, I had a good memory and I wrote it down, but I thought that was really funny. Was it an easy one to remember? Or was it like uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, 1497. Uh, I like turtles uh, at, uh, you know, uh, yahoo.com. Yeah, no, it, it was it was fairly easy. I'd say about eight characters or something. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. You can yell that. That's uh, probably easier than a phone number. Less yeah. less things than a phone number. And um, so with offline dating, because uh, I mean, phone is still a a thing. Like, where's communication? Like, how do you kind of navigate that once you've started with the uh, the offline dating and going in, uh, seeing scary people in the world and, uh, and doing that. And then like, do people go back instinctual instinctually to their phone and be like, I'm going to, we're just going to text for hours. Is that on hours? And is that something, or are you like, Hey, Hey, get off of there, go out and go see them or call them. Yeah. I mean, the text, I'm not anti-technology. I mean, I have right. an iPhone. <laughs> We're on Zoom right now. I have an email account. Um, yeah, I, I didn't fly you but, in for this one. Yes. For, to come into the studio <laughs> and record. That's right. Yeah. Only offline. Yeah. That would be very hard, hard to do in our world. You wouldn't survive. Uh-uh. No, I, but, I love not having it at office. Um, yeah it's, it's the best it's great it's and so you know it's just balanced with technology texting should be a means to an end you should not and I've I am completely guilty of this but you should not have conversations over text message I mean from it takes longer to type your thoughts out to you're gonna be misinterpreted I mean it's just get on the damn phone you know or or meet up in person if it's getting into that but Texting is fine. A little, how's your, how's your day going? Meet me at this spot, running late, whatever. 
But if it's turning into a conversation, you know, get on the phone. So people, people just use technology as a crutch and then they wonder why things are not, their, their communication skills aren't good or they don't come across the way that they want to. And it's like, you, you have to be in person or hear the person's voice on the phone or see them on video at least to really get a sense of what's going on. Yeah. I've had people tell me that, that they say that they can communicate a lot better with texts and stuff uh, because they can get their thoughts right and stuff. But it's like, but then you're missing out though. This huge part of everything that like 98% yeah. of communication is nonverbal. Um, yeah. So seeing text like, okay, I don't know. I think for is. someone who's kind of like an avoidant personality, that can kind of be, or if you're, if you really need to explain something, I'm all about like writing a letter or getting your thoughts out. But if that's your norm, something's not right. Yeah. Uh, so what's your, what's your letter writing uh, like? Do you write people? Do you like pull out a letter or do you do postcards or anything like that? Uh, I, I sometimes do. I sometimes do. I like to write letters or postcards, but uh, I don't know, not so much postcards anymore because it's kind of weird now. Um, I don't know. If I did a postcard, I feel like I would put a postcard and then I put it in an envelope and send it that way because... It's a personal message that anyone can read. Right. That anyone can read. The mailman, the mailman can read that. Uh, and then, like, there's the... Uh, the informed delivery thing, like anybody else that lives at your, your house can like read that. Like if you live in like, maybe you're living in a commune with like 60 people and you got like, everyone has a phone on the commune and they're like, Oh, I feel like that the, the invasion of privacy of reading someone's postcard is probably the least invasive thing that happens. At a yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been getting into some, stuff uh not the commune or anything but like i got into some there was a, a bunch of cult documentaries i got into a while back ago but uh yeah, yeah a side note but um so and i won't i won't get into to cults or um anything uh maybe that's a different different podcast different episode day. yeah um but so I guess yeah, I can I can wrap this up. So to get uh I don't know, because you could be anywhere in the world and people can find you uh mm -hmm. on the internet and it's probably not that hard to find you on the internet, but how might they do that? Yeah, they can go to masterofflinedating.com and uh see I've got free resources, blogs, things like that. They can find my book, The Offline Dating Method, on Amazon and order it from there. I have two versions. One is dark blue cover written for women who want to attract men. One is a light blue cover for all genders and orientations. Cool. Uh, I, I just sold my first book on Amazon. I hey, congrats. Yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a children's book. Uh, I found out I'm going to write a sequel to it. Awesome. What's the name of it? Uh, I don't remember. That's so bad. 
okay. don't remember what it's called. Um, but uh, it has a good message. So uh, I don't know. I hope I don't know if I can find that or not. My account. Oh yes, here we go. I can tell you what it is. Ooh, here we go. It is called. Uh, here, I guess I'll just pop this up real quick. Oops. I'm sorry. I'll get you out of here in a minute. I just gotta okay. gotta show you. So it's called PP Free Poolside Palooza by Rusty Diamond. Oh um, my gosh. So I I sold it. I guess I got a thing yesterday. I made it a while back. Because I was going to a lot of places, and I like water slides, and uh, people like to pee in there. So I went again to I went to Great Wolf Lodge a week or two ago, and I had this thing like I went underwater in the uh, uh, in the lazy river, and I got salty. And so it made me think I got to write a fucking sequel to this book because the word hasn't gotten out enough. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so, um, but thank you for coming on here and uh, we should do this more than, you know, it's been a long time, more than like, I don't know, I'll get you on like three or six month plan here for the show so we can talk more. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should uh, know each other for a long time. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you for being on, Camille, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Rusty. You Take bet. care. You too. All right. That is Camille Virginia. You can check her out. Uh, you only check out my book, but you should check out her book because her book is not something that is was thrown together very fast hers is good i read it so uh not i read it like uh, r-e-d-d-a-t like i guess it'd be a comma in there i comma read it maybe um i read it i liked it and it's good uh and i like that you gotta get out you gotta get out and i like that she's she's down with that so Thank you, everyone, for listening here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show. Man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.